Welcome to the What's the Point. Hey. <laughs> All right. Good morning to everyone except Grandpa Jeff. (laughs) You sorry, rascal. You rascal. Get out of bed. Get out of bed, Joker. (laughs) These are bloopers. Welcome to What's the Point, a podcast pursuing truth at the crossroads of theology and life. I'm Hunter. I'm Brad. I'm Scott. How's it going, guys? It's going wonderful. Going good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I didn't get to stay for all the church today, though. How was uh, how was the, the 10 o'clock service? I was in children's church this morning, so I missed the 10 o'clock service. Uh, 10 o'clock service went real well. Uh, it was our last uh, sermon on John 3.16, um, and um, Adam knocked it out of the park, and we had a good crowd. So, Yeah, there was a lot of visitors there. I had to leave after Sunday school, take my wife to the airport. So, But I talked to a few visitors. There was uh, probably a dozen or so that I've never seen before. Yep, yep. That's good. good deal. Yeah, we finished up in um, Ephesians this morning at Sunday school hour. If you want to call it, do we call it Sunday school hour? Is that what we call yeah, it? We, we, I we, call it Sunday school. We call it Sunday school. Or we call it the eight forty-five worship hour. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. corporate Sunday school. Is what so I've always called it. Hey, hey, there you go. At my house, we say so that hang around you. Service. I'm glad Sunday I could be of service. Thank service. you. Sunday Thank school service. Sunday school service. So uh, yeah, yeah. Here the service go. of Sunday school. Like the service of school on Sunday. We got, we got a lot of there's a lot of s words. We're about to get into another s word here in a minute. Big, big old s word, Why you got to watch those s words now? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> don't say right. the s word. Right. Everybody I, have a good week. Yeah, man, my week was it was all right. You know, I'm getting really busy at work. Hey, man, uh, while I'm thinking about it, done a great job Wednesday night. I want to commend you on that. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was. Um, that was a lot of material to get through and. 50 minutes or so you done well man i'm excited yeah. about listening to it again yeah, yeah i've had a i've had a few folks say uh, obviously i couldn't be there and that's why hunter filled in for me but um i've had a few folks say it was really well really good i'm looking forward to going back and listening to it when it gets on the on the podcast yeah we we're gonna try to i think maybe use it for an episode yeah what you yeah brought I, up, Brad. I, I really thought scott we, what were you pointing at i Just mean my lights me. aren't blinking as much oh, as I got you guys okay when, when i talk I man i'm i'm Little I'm jelly. all but swallowing the go. mic here, so I don't know. Guys, <laughs> a little jelly. I'm jealous. My light. We are. Bright as we yours. are <laughs> amateurs. Um, I am. I thought that I could get this little audio situation whooped over the first week, and it has whooped me. I've got stripes on my back. Isn't that a song? <laughs> Break it out, Scott. Stripes. Uh, stripes. I've got stripes. That's got a stripes. Johnny Cash. Song. Oh, it's a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, I, I won't <clears> break it out right now. All right, we'll hold. We'll hold that one. All right. So what do? We, listen, what we're doing today is we're going to jump into our first lengthy series, all right, on what's the point of knowing God. We're going to start going through chapter by chapter through Arthur W. Pink's Attributes of God. All right, there's 19 chapters, so we're looking forward to it. We've already got some feedback from folks at church, some people that have never read the book before. They're going to get a copy and read along with us. Brad, you said you talked to Terry today, our, our church did. librarian. Yeah. What, what news did he have for you? He said that he should have a hard copy of this book coming in, that if uh, 
we would like to maybe do something to give away one of these books, we could. So that might be something in the works. What do you think? Man, yeah. Yeah, That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, we need... We're going to do giveaways probably when we do something like this. I know the first uh, set of books we were going to give away, we had a little action on that online. Um, not as much as I was hoping, but, hey, we're still only about three weeks old. But yeah, we're still we're doing pretty good. Got a lot of feedback on the podcast. Ooh. Speaking of feedback there you on go. the podcast, oh. before we jump into our topic, I wanted to read. You know, we've had several reviews on iTunes at this point. We've had two people that have chosen to leave their completely unbiased and honest oh, wow. uh, written review. The first is from a T. Howlton. Howlton. Like, like how? Well, it's H-O-U-L-T-O-N. Maybe it could be Holton. Holton. Never seen that name before in my life, so I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, it says, I love the format, and the content is both thought-provoking and easy to practically apply to our everyday lives. Keep up the good work. Mm. Thought-provoking. Yes. Never been accused of that before. Mm-hmm. You haven't. That's for sure. Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I've never accused you of provoking my thoughts. Mm. Might provoke me to anger sometimes. <laughs> <but not provoke. laughs> oh, my goodness. Get over it. <laughs> uh, the second one, I think we, we must have some French listeners. Oh, yeah? I don't wee know. Wee. Are wee they, wee. from New Orleans or actually from France? Well, I don't know. This name here, <laughs> Dagrier. 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 I'm not sure. Uh, it looks French. It sounds French. Sound, it means it's got to be The way you French. say it sounds French. Yeah. With could. a... With a Redneck accent. <laughs> Nog- Nogriere. A twang. And a, a twang. Little. One only one of us is twangy. I'm twangy. That'd be you. I'm the twangy, twangy one. The twangy man. That doesn't sound right. Twangy. All right. Well, her uh, this review from Dogriere says, WTP has just enough of everything I want to hear in a podcast. I got a little nervous when he said WT. <laughs> WTP. Okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. WT. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, and move just... on then if you don't get it. <laughs> All right. It says a little humor, a lot of theology, and real men being real about the gospel. Wow. Yeah, buddy. We are real men. And Brad, you, you got to get closer to the mic. I'm sorry. I'm lights, sorry. You're not, your I'm lights sorry. are not light enough over now here. Now your lights are weaker than Now you're going to have me watching the lights. Yeah. All right. I'm watching. I got to watch it in two spots. Okay. I got it on sorry. the board and on the computer. All right. He's a high tech redneck. Yeah. Hey, we got a peanut gallery today too. Yes, sir. We uh, had we had somebody very own peanut gallery out and just watch. Yeah. He said he didn't want to say anything. But I understand. So he's understand. Just sitting over there. A lot of people want me not to say anything. Kind of <laughs> kind of awkward, but. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. Well, chapter one, the solitariness of God. That's a good one. Scott, yeah. what you think? The, the, is that like the card game? It could be. So, solitaire. Does that mean that God is perfectly fine playing a card game by himself forever and not having anybody else to bother him? Would he be okay with that? I think he probably would. Yeah. yeah that's that's what, what he wanted to do. We could get Se- self-existent. That, that big solid. I always mess it up. Solitariness. Solitariness. The Solitariness. self-existence the of God. Or what God. word do you like to use, Brad? Brad likes to use the really big, or it's actually not a big word, but it's a Latin. Aseity? The aseity. Yes. Oh, wow. The self-existence of God. Now he is I'm thought-provoking. Yes. Thought-provoking. 
<laughs> yeah, basically, is that, that the idea and the, the fact that God has always <clears throat> existed, and there was a time where God was the only thing in existence, that he was completely self-sufficient. He did not need to create anything. He did not need mankind. He, he existed in and of himself, and he could have continued in that existence for all eternity, but he chose to create. He chose to create the universe. He chose to create the angels. He chose to create mankind to demonstrate his glory and his grace and his, and his love. Mm. Yeah. So what do y'all think about that, just to, just to jump into it? Well, um, as we're reading through this, I was also reading through some stuff uh, by Paul Washer, and, and I like the way he starts out. He says, he is the only being who is truly self-existent, self-sustaining, self-sufficient, independent, and free. All other beings derive their life and blessedness from God. But all that is necessary for God's existence and perfect happiness is found in himself. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And one of the things that we really want to make sure that we're hitting on, on what's the point on every show, is what is the, like, why does this matter? What's the point? Why are we talking about this? Well, as Pink says in the first few sentences of, of the first chapter, he says that so few today are accustomed to meditate upon the personal perfections of God. He goes on to say that few of those who occasionally read the Bible are aware of the awe-inspiring and worship-provoking grandeur of the divine character. And that's what we really want to dive into is the divine character of God. Mm. You know, the more that we know about God, the more it's going to cause us to worship Him. Right. And we have to start in His self-existence, mm -hmm. the solitariness of, of God. So when you think about that, that, that a perfectly holy God who has existed forever, has no, no beginning and no end, and He could have continued on in that, in that existence perfectly, for all eternity, but yet he chose to create, and the apex of that creation, the Mount Everest of that creation, is is mankind, and mankind because he chose to redeem sinners from their sins, so that he would receive the maximum amount of glory, and we're and and we sitting here at this table, we stand in awe of the fact that he chose to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we think about. At the beginning of Genesis, when it says, In the beginning God, Pink says this, There was no heaven where his glory is now particularly manifested. There was no earth to engage his attention. There were no angels to him his praises, no universe to be upheld by the word of his power. There was nothing, no one but God. And that, not for a day, a year, or an age, but from everlasting. During eternity past, God was alone, mm. self-contained, self-sufficient, self-satisfied, in need of nothing, had a universe, had angels, had human beings been necessary to him in any way, they also had been called into existence from all mm. eternity. The creating of them when he did added nothing to God essentially. He changes not, therefore his essentially his essential glory can be neither augmented nor diminished. Hmm. So guess what? God don't need you. He don't need you. <laughs> Sum it all up. You know, there's a song out there uh, by Hillsong that says something like, uh, God didn't want heaven without us mm. or something like that. Mm. And, you know, when you hear that, it doesn't sound that 
man. You know, yeah. it just kind of you hear it and it goes in one right. ear and out the other. Yeah. But when you think about that, like God chose to create, but it but when you hear that that lyric in that song, it makes it sound like well we were the ones that He wanted. No, He wanted the glory, right. absolutely the glory of redeemed sinners. That's right. Mm. right. Amen. I love it when Brad was reading. It, it adds nothing to him. There's never anything added to God in any shape, form, or fashion. And along the lines, what Hunter said, uh, a friend of ours, my cousin Heath, was at uh, was somewhere where someone was preaching at an event, and the individual actually said, "When you do good, it makes God better." Oh gosh! And he, he said, <laughs> "When you do good, it makes God better." Did where he, he found that at? He left. He got up and left. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're a Christian that has an understanding of God and you don't get up and leave at that point, that's rough. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's tough. I agree. All right. So, where are we at? I mean, I don't, I don't know what page. Just well, let's 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 tee off on that little comment there. Pink goes on to say, "God is no gainer even from our worship. Mm. He has no need of that external glory." Of his grace, which arises from his redeemed, for he is glorious enough in himself without that. Yeah. I mean, when, when a lot of times people start talking, and, and you said we are the crown jewel or the, or the crowning glory of his um, creation, and we are. Right. But a lot of times people get confused, and, and it's almost as if God does everything for us. He's, he's up there making sure everything is right for us. Problem with that is, is that's idolatry. Mm-hmm. If God worships something or 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 sees the the glory in someone other than Himself, that's idolatry, and obviously God can't do that. So, mm-hmm. when He says He's no gainer from us, no, our good works do not make Him any better. They don't add or take away from from what He is and who He is from all eternity past. So, right, God has existed immutably. For, from forever to forever. And one of the things that I like what Pink says <clears throat> is that how is it that we come to know this God, this this solitary God that, that, that needed nothing, that chose to create? Well, if, if all of that is true, and it is, then he cannot be known, he cannot be found by our searching. Okay, he can only be known as he chooses to reveal himself. Right. And he reveals himself, yet he reveals himself naturally through, through nature, okay? But God reveals himself spiritually through the Holy Spirit Amen. To, to those that believe in him, that have mm. faith in his son. He's, he's most, most uh, revealed himself through the person and work of, of his son, Jesus Christ. Right, and, and Ephesians 1.5 tells us what? It was according to the good pleasure of His will. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. His will is what drives His desire to reveal Himself. Yeah, and, and just real quick, how, how does this, at, at, at the crossroads of theology and life, how does this make our worship and our life better? Well, knowing that God didn't need us, it should make us worship Him even more that He created us. Amen. Out of His, out of His, out of His goodness. And even yeah. more when we realize that He created us and He redeems us from right. our sins. Knowing that when He created us, He knew everything, everything. about us. He He knew everything. We'll get into the knowledge of God right. in in a later chapter. But one of the things that I really like about what Pink does in his books is he he lays out analogies really well. And uh, if you're trying to figure out where I'm at I'm kind of I'm on 
page 13 in my book. I don't know. Brad's on an iPad, and y'all are both on iPads. I ain't, I ain't fancy like y'all. No, nah, he, he has an iPad, y'all. Don't make him think he is. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he lays out some analogies, and, and he basically, and this is an analogy that people will use to kind of prove the existence of God, they'll say, you know, if if, if you're on an if you're not on a, on a deserted island, you find a watch on the on the mm. beach. All right. Well, the watch, the fact that it has hands that move, it tells time. You know, the watch is going to point to a watchmaker. All right. Well, well, if if I'm an, if I'm in my natural state, my unregenerate, you know, unsaved state, and I find that watch, you, you know, I'm ignorant to all things about the watchmaker. Well, whatever I make up in my mind about the creator of that watch is going to be wrong. Mm. I'm going to be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. So the, the creator of the universe, God, he reveals himself. And, and Pink says the God of the scripture can only be known by those to him he makes himself known. So God, if you just listen, think about this. If, if you have faith in Christ, you only have faith in Christ because God made himself known to you mm, in, yes. in, in a spiritual sense. Well, he goes on to say that God is spirit, therefore he can only be known spiritually. And he references John four twenty four, which I'm not there, but, but um, that's how we know God is through the spirit when he reveals himself to us. Absolutely. And, and, and he, uh, he shows the, the difference in man. He, right there, he says that uh, fallen man is not spiritual, that we are carnal. We're dead to all things that are spiritual. We have to have God reveal himself to us because we're dead. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, we're dead in our sins and trespasses. We don't even have the ability nor the desire to seek out this God. He must make himself known to us so that we, so that we would come to him. Amen. Let's see. Where, where are you at, Brad, in yours? Just to be, I'm uh, trying to follow see. him. Good question. We're about to the end of the yeah, chapter. Yeah, okay. I thought, yeah, I, it is. Said that. May have jumped, yeah. jumped some stuff if y'all want to go back and take a look. No, I mean, I, I think it's fine. I just wanted to make sure I was kind of following right along with you, with y'all. Yeah. Um, one thing he does point out, and I think is, you know, in his day it was true, it's definitely true in our day. How vastly different is the God of Scripture from the God of the average pulpit? Mm. In other words, you don't hear about the self-existence of God from the average pulpit, even when Pink wrote this, and definitely not today. Um, And that's sad because, as we started out, this helps us know God, right? Now, we need to... I just want to make a a, a clarification, and y'all, you know, if if y'all agree or disagree, that's fine, but trying to know God and, and, and know Him is not necessarily a complete... or it's not a complete understanding of Him, right? We can't get a complete understanding of God, but we should strive to know more about him the only reason i say that is because people will say well i can't understand it so i don't believe it well he doesn't tell you you're going to be able to understand me you need to believe him but these things help us gain a, a better knowledge of him so we can understand him a little more right does that make sense am i am i just talking Absolutely. in circles well or? if you just read i see brad you're in romans if you go to romans 11 i think starting in verse 36 if i beat you there i'll For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Yeah, it's back up. And, and 33 what? says, Oh, the depth 
of his riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable mm. are his judgments and how inscrutable are his ways. Mm-hmm. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So God is completely satisfied in himself, but it's purely from his choice that he makes himself known to to us. And, and I, you know, um, there was something here which Paige was on. Yeah, well, when Pink says this, says, It is perfectly true that God is both honored and dishonored by men, but it's important to understand that that's not his being. It's, it's his, his character. We, we, we fall short of the character of God. If you look at the moral law of God, it's the moral law. The Ten Commandments are the moral law of God because they're a reflection of his character. All right? So when we break that law as image bearers, we are offending the character of God. But we are not changing his being. We're, we're not doing anything to modify his being, even even his anger, wrath, his love, and his mercy doesn't change. His mercy, his love, his anger, his wrath, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Like They don't fluctuate. God never wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. This right. is kind of jumping into immutability. But, but that self-existence of God, the fact that it's wrapped up in his perfect self-existence to where he, he can't change. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what does that I mean what does that make y'all when you think about that just when you meditate on on the fact that God is completely self-existent but yet he chose to create and he chose to save sinners particularly the ones sitting around this table I mean I, I mean it's it it's a declaration like Paul Washer says of his infinite greatness yeah. and it makes us it should make us exalt exalt him more in his place above all creation mm-hmm. right now that and that's that's an issue too. Sometimes we, I think Pink mentioned it in his that we tend to bring God down to us. Mm-hmm. We don't when we see the self-existence that raises him up to a level makes you understand he's not like us. He is far from his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. We're much. I mean, we're so far beneath him, and we should act like that and give him the glory he's due because he saved us, because he created us, and because he saved us. Absolutely. Brad, any final thoughts? Well, um, going back to what we said that God is spirit and can only be known spiritually, and we say that the Holy Spirit is the one that has to come and reveal himself to us. But let me say this. That doesn't leave man without excuse. Romans 1 tells us that through creation we see God. And through that, we're without excuse. So we must understand that that we are held responsible, but yet it's through the Spirit that that He reveals Himself to us. Amen. So we're not without excuse. Not without excuse. So let's don't let's, let's don't, don't get forget this. Yeah. 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 Anytime you try to muddle the sovereignty of God or and the and the responsibility of man. You know, both are of equal importance. Yes. Uh, what Spurgeon say? I don't. I don't try to reconcile friends. Exactly. They're, 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 they work well together. Um, I want. I do want to read this. What? What Paul? What, what Paul? What? Um, what Luke wrote in um, Acts seventeen twenty four, and I'll read twenty four and twenty five. The God who made the world 
and everything in it, being Lord of the heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. Mm, yeah. And what he was, this this is when he when he goes and he sees there's an unknown God. They have a you know they have a statue to the unknown God, mm-hmm. and that's when I said. Uh, I said when Luke wrote this, and I messed up initially and said Paul, but Paul is actually saying this, right? Right. Um, so I think that kind of sums up everything we've talked about. He's not even – we do serve him, but it – and, and he says he's not served by human hands. It doesn't make any difference, right? You know, you could get into a whole lot of conversation about all that, but the point is in his self-existence, he's perfectly glorified and perfectly good without anything else. So. Amen to that. Amen. All right. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that. The solitariness of God. I'm glad we got that chapter behind us. That's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a tough. It's, it's hard to wrap your mind it around. It, it is. Mean, I'll be honest with you. It is. I agree. I mean, even as good as Pink, you know, summarizes this, uh, it's hard to wrap your mind around, and it's hard to really say it better than he said it, uh, better than what Scripture says about God and his self-existence. Um, but, guys, if you've enjoyed our podcast, we would appreciate it. If you would go on iTunes, give us a review, an honest, unbiased five-star review. Five-star. And if you write a review, we'll read it on the <laughs> on the show. You know, somebody give us a four-star. Yeah, that's why I said five-star. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe what what did I probably said something when they're like, well, it would have been five if he wouldn't. Have said that. <laughs> it was probably that on that on the on on one particular podcast, it wasn't quite as thought-provoking enough. Probably one of the ones I wasn't on. More Could have been. No. That's it. Which has only been one. So yeah. I know. <laughs> well, find us on iTunes. Give us a, a subscribe to us. Write a review. Give us a five star uh, rating on there. That helps us. That that gives us. Um, I don't really know what it does, but it does something. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, we can makes also, you feel better. Yeah, it makes oh. me feel good. Uh, we, we're still on the Anchor app as well. Uh, on other whatever podcast platforms that you listen to, I know that there's a there was one guy on Twitter who asked for the link, and I sent it to him and the iTunes, and he was very quick to say that he's anti-Apple. Mm. I don't know why, but he was like, are you on Google Podcast? And we are. Mm. We are on Google mm. Podcast, Sticker, Stitcher. Not Sticker. Sticker. Stitcher. Yeah. Stitcher. Stitcher. And yeah. all of that thanks to our, our technical support. Yes. Which is Hunter. Which is Hunter. <laughs> well, I'm trying over here. I'm, y'all, I'm sweating that this thing is going to, like, I'm worried that it ain't even recording, although it is. Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, we did this about 15, we got in 11 minutes in, I looked over there and it wasn't recording. Oh my goodness. Anyway, not too bad for round two. No, that's right. right at all. All right. Well, hey, we we sure do appreciate y'all tuning in, and we will be back next week with the second chapter, The Decrees of God. Y'all have a good day. A child of wrath I walked, condemned.